Hello and welcome to uh, our next episode of uh, NCIS, uh, North Carolina Investigates Sasquatch. This is a very special episode. We have a special guest with us today. But before we bring her in, I'd like to introduce Rob. And and Rob, if you have anything to say, take it on. Welcome, everybody. We're glad to have you. Like uh, Eric said, we've got a very special guest. George, my right-hand man, and plus my partner in crime, he's gonna he's gonna bring us a little lady in here, and I think you guys are gonna be flat out amazed. You're gonna be absolutely astounded by our guest tonight. Now, before we get started, if anybody's got any uh, encounters, whether it be cryptid or paranormal, give me George or Eric a holler. On the NCIS, North Carolina Investigate Sasquatch here on Facebook. Shoot us an email. We'd love to have you as a guest. We'd love to hear your stories. And here is the one and only, the notorious, the illustrious, George Lunsford. <laughs> I don't know if I actually live up the introduction or not, but I will take the infamous. <laughs> there you go. And we can also throw in UFOs in there too. I'm, I'd love to investigate some UFOs too. But anyway, oh yeah, our, our, I about forgot about them. Of course, you know we, you know us, we'll we'll go look at anything. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a friend of mine who has an encounter in my book. Which yeah, I know you guys are getting real tired of hearing about my books. But anyway, she's yeah, amazing. Like person. Plug there. She chased skunk gates. She chased ghosts. Only way I can introduce her is to say, Rosanna Brookhauser, take it away. <laughs> Hi, gentlemen. Thank you for having me on tonight. Oh, it's great to have you. Tickled to death. We are honored, extremely honored. Well, well thank so you. You have the uh, unique ability. You've chased a skunk ape and stuff, and we ain't never done that. Yes. So it was allegedly. I didn't Allegedly. I okay. didn't I didn't get to see it at that point, but I I followed the sounds and um the girl that I was with, she saw it. So when she took off, she's like going after it. I was riding on her tail and I'm like, oh, it's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> I have to see this with my own eyes. <laughs> well, I mean you've had such interesting situations happen. Introduce yourself to us, because I know there's a bunch of stuff we left out. So go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody and, you know, let them know about all your, your abilities and everything else. And, uh, we'll go from there. Okay. Well, my venture started out as a paranormal investigator. Um, I've had, uh, throughout my lifetime in my adult lifetime, I've had quite a few paranormal experiences and, um, through that, through my investigating, it has let it's had opened more doors for me through the 
through the um, cryptid world and the UFO world. So I've got to add some things that my mind has always been curious about and that I figured that, you know, let's just add this to uh, my research and see what I can come up with. And um, I got an opportunity in April of 2021. Yes, 21. I got to think about this. Um, we got called out to this ranch. Um, we call it Supernatural Ranch. And I'm just jumping right in this. I, I hate talking about myself. So you'll no, know. you're good. Lisa, <laughs> 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 well, I know she's an empath and she's got, um, she's a master of. Um, I'm a Reiki master. So I, okay. I, I do inner healing. So um, I can. Okay. I can I can tell by just hovering my hands over somebody where they're um, in distress or a pain or have ailments and stuff. So it's it's. Oh, you the, you don't want to be in my presence. Then you just just walk in and go ah. <laughs> <laughs> See, she she's shy, but she has all these abilities she didn't tell nobody about. So <laughs> yeah, you we probably wouldn't have known unless you told us. Yeah, I, I tend to be great. quiet. I don't like to gloat on myself, and I just rather just be able to help people. That's my goal: is helping people. Um, that's why I'm paranoid. It's it's not yeah. gloating. This is we're we're putting you on here so you can highlight your abilities and highlight your story. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's all. And tonight is your show. Nah, I'm I'm getting better at embracing it, but it's I'm I'm still I'm kind of modest and shy, so I'm. <laughs> How like you doing? Great. Um, where was I at? Where was I going? Uh, leave me, George. Leave me. Um, (laughs) Pardon? Hey, I'm the one with chemo brain, so I forgot 10 seconds ago. (laughs) Today was a long day at work. (laughs) I ended really strong. Um, so I, my, my paranormal had led me into, um, an op, the opportunity I said, um, at, going to supernatural ranch um that's what we call it it's in i can't give the exact location but it's in the ocala florida um, area um prior to this experience i'll just back up a little bit um i had been a bigfoot skeptic just like almost anybody else is you know everybody starts out as a skeptic until you've had an experience or something you've come across something that's just like wow it's really hard to deny that and um, this also happened in the Ocala area, but it was in the Ocala National Park. And um, I joined um, a Bigfooting group um, on Facebook because I was curious about it. And I was like, well, you know, I, I might, I'm just going to check this out. And I started seeing some of the research that they were doing. And I was like, you know, this is right up my alley. I'm, I like to get out into the woods and I like to... I have an attention for detail. I like, I've got that investigative mind. I like debunking things. And um, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let's just see if this thing is real. I, I, I had so much skepticism. I'm like, there's no way. First of all, when I moved to Florida, there was, I didn't even have an idea that Bigfoot would even exist in Florida. You know, if it existed Florida, you know, it's hot. Why, why would it be there? Yeah. If you think of Bigfoot, you think of Alaska or, you know, Oregon or Washington and stuff. And, um, which I'd actually lived on beaches. Yes. I, I lived in Washington in, which turns out to be like 
Bigfoot hotbed out there. And I never once even went out into the field because it was not an interest of mine at the time. And um, so I had put on, I saw one person posting on there. Um, and I said, you know, I said, it'd be awesome if I went out with you, you know? And she said, let's go. I was like, all right. So we, we, we made a plan and um, that date ended up being September 21st of 21 and um, of 20, sorry, of 20 and September 11th of 2020. That's what it was. <laughs> I met her. We went out to um, the woods together. She picked me up and um, we went out into the field and she was showing me some of the places where she did her research and um, we weren't even an hour into our researching, um, into our hike. And we were walking through some pretty heavily uh, pine straw bedded areas where a lot of tree fall, you know, it was, it's pretty, pretty heavy forested. And um, we're walking through and walking very carefully. And I'm paying attention to the trees, looking for bark removal, looking for branches that are tall, that are broken, um, looking for um, any kind of structures, anything that looks at a place that the normal animal wouldn't, you know, put, you know, big, bigfoot research. Right. So I'm, I'm putting mm -hmm. myself in control and I'm paying a, attention to any divots that's in the pine straw and I looked down and I I saw what looked like a very large dip and I'm looking at it and I'm kind of circling around it and I'm looking down at it I'm like hmm that could be something <laughs> so I had at the time you know I was a hairstylist and um, so I always had long nails. <laughs> so I'm out in the, I'm out bigfooting with these long nails. <laughs> I don't have those anymore. <laughs> um, so I take my nails and I, I reach straight down into um, this print, into this um, um, deviation in the ground. And I lift the pine straw and it came up in one big clump. And as I pulled it and dropped it off to the side, I'm looking down and I'm seeing it's got more shape to it. it's deep it's down into the earth and i'm like huh <laughs> and so I, I grab a little bit more very carefully lifting straight up you know because i didn't want to disrupt any if it was a track i didn't want to disrupt anything that would be identifying but there was so much pine straw so so much yeah. um i got it out and then all of a sudden the, the toes started revealing themselves um Obviously, this was a very old track. This is a track that's been there for a while because the pine straw was really heavy um, on it. So it looks like it's been packed down on top of layer upon layer. But I revealed it, and it ended up being about three and a half, four inches deep. Um, it's wow. a very sandy, wow. very sandy area. Pardon? It was very, you said sandy? Yeah, it's a very sandy area uh, with a little bit of clay underneath it. Um, but the, I could not even get close to getting all the pine straw out of it. But it was enough to where it revealed all five toes. And I was just like, unbelievable. Um, that, that print ended up being 16 and a half inches long and six, six and a half inches wide. And wow. uh, yeah, so <laughs> I was so excited. I'm like, um, Kathy, Kathy Westerman, she's with a Bigfoot World in the Cryptids. Um, she was with me, and I said, like, Kathy, you got to come check this out. And lo and behold, um, a couple of years prior, a year or two prior, and just not even 10 feet away from that spot where I found that track, 
her and another gentleman had found a handprint, a giant handprint, just 10 feet away from Wow. Oh, wow. That's so cool. they it, and that, a copy of that cast, um, Cliff Barockman actually has a copy of that cast. And uh, okay. we contacted him right away <laughs> when we found this uh, footprint. So uh, we casted it. Um, the weather started rolling in on us, and which was kind of frustrating. So the cast did get cracked. It, it broke on the heel when she picked it up with the uh, pitchfork and um because we're trying to get out of there <laughs> we're pretty deep into the woods so um but it, it seems like back together. and it seems but like it, that must have been a traffic of like a heavily trafficked area because finding the eight? footprint and a handprint yes um it's right in the middle of the atv runs so it was um about if I had to guess, maybe about 30 feet away from the ATV runs where they also run, um, they take their hounds out there to practice um, running their hounds and training them. So mm -hmm. at any time of the day, you will hear packs of hounds being trained out there, just, you know, whelping like crazy. And um, I don't know how anything could be out there, you know, with all the hounds that are constantly running out there, but obviously there is. Um, we had on that same track, uh, track we had, um, while we're waiting for the mold to grow, we had a uh, tri-field meter along with us and we were trying different experiments and stuff. And so <clears throat> we got in further and, um, you know, I, we hit this, there was an arch. There was a, an arch that had been brought all the way over and it was pinned down on the end. We found a lot of other structures in this area. It was, um, you know, a lot of cross structures, a lot of star structures. Um, you know, it was getting kind of exciting. And I'm like, this is, there's something to this. We find a tree, um, a smaller tree stuck into the ground upside down. Oh, um, cool. This was a hotbed. This just had a lot of stuff going on in, in this area. And when we walked past this archway, um, I instantly, I felt sick to my stomach. I felt dizzy. I had to grab onto the tree and I, I hollered for Kathy and she turned around as she's turning around, she's grabbing onto the tree because it affected her the exact same way. And we were both about to go down and something, something was very, you know, odd about this area and her tri-field meter just went off the charts. We took pictures of it. I've got, um, I can't remember what it had struck on there, but it was extremely high. It's it's at the levels that normally will make somebody sick if they're in it. And you normally have that kind of um, magnetic pull when you're in like a paranormal investigation um, hotspot where they've got a lot of electronics going in through the walls, a lot of electrical or whatever that, you know, can set that off. But we weren't anywhere near anything electrical at all. We're out in the middle of the forest and we couldn't explain why we were having this tri-field activity. And, um, so we just, after we kind of, we sat down, we took a break and, um, we had left some gifts. We had taken some blue glass marbles and things like that and kind of left them, um, in some areas. Uh, we had an, I think an apple, which an apple is not like the best thing to, to leave for gifting. I don't know if, um, if you've gifted before, but we were trying everything just because this is an area that we were frequenting. We had um, put out some game cams out there as well. We had, oh, we had 
done just about everything you could possibly do just to kind of start a little research area. After finding that print, we knew that we were on a spot that had had some visitation. Um, so we wanted to take it a little bit further. So I had gone back out to that spot and the surrounding areas um, a couple more times with her. We'd found some more prints, um, some areas that were not printable. They were too shallow or too muddy, um, but some really cool things. So we've got some branches, um, pulled some hair. Um, I still have the samples of the hair and I haven't sent it off yet because of the cost of what it takes to, to send off the samples of the hair, but I still have it. It's all sealed. So um, one day when my pocketbook gets a little bit more cushy, I'll send it off. Uh, <laughs> it's $100. Well, if anybody wants to pitch in, contact her. Right. Yes, yes, please do. I got the hair. <laughs> but that's the scary part. You know, that's that's the one thing is they don't have nothing to compare it to. And um but maybe somebody else will have something, you know, that will compare to this one. Um, oh, yeah. So that wasn't, that wasn't, that was just my very first experience. So that day I was hooked. I came home. I told my husband, I'm like, I, I cast the print today. And he's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I cast the print. <laughs> he's like, no way. And I'm like, I did. And I, I'm showing him pictures because, uh, I had left everything at Kathy's house because she lived really close to this location. And so she was going to let it finish, you know, hardening up and, and then she was going to clean it up. And I have the cast now. So um, it was my cast. So my very first one. And I'm like, this is really cool. <laughs> okay, I'm and jealous of that now. I have to admit. What's that? I said I'm jealous because I haven't, I haven't got a cast yet. So I'm jealous. Uh, Two. I have two. <laughs> so, and I have. She's got me beat. I don't have one either. <laughs> really? Oh, we're gonna have to. Oh, I've saw, I've saw three, <laughs> but I I didn't get a chance to catch no prints on either one of them. Oh, yes. Gotta get gotta get those casts. It, it's now. Last week we had a a, a gentleman named Harley, uh-huh. and he had some really nice pictures. Of uh, of up in I guess Virginia, Tennessee, Tennessee, mm-hmm. where you could see the stride. Of, well, I was in the video. You could yeah, see the video. stride of where these prints were, where he had found them. Then he also had a, a recording that you could hear something making some loud noises, and it was more than one of them. And you could hear the banging and and all that. It was a a you great heard a great. Lot- We'd hear a lot of tree knocks, which was kind of hard for us to decipher because, um, you know, it was really nice and calm inside the trees. But when you look into the treetops, there was a little bit of waving going. And sometimes you catch some of the trees that would like sway into each other and then they would like lock up. And then when they unlock, they create a knock sound. And um, I was like, some people might be confusing some of their knocks with trees banging on each other um because it was pretty convincing but then we got into a spot where it was dead silent nothing was moving and we were getting knocks and we would knock on the trees and we would get intelligent knock responses back and that at that that point it kind of raised the hair on the back of my neck (laughs) some some smart now yes yes um it's always been um in, in this location for the most part, it's always been a group of women that we've gone out. We went out um, 
Oh, goodness. That following January, and we had stayed at one of the state parks, and we're like, we're going, we're going to go night research. And, and so we, we pitched our tents, and uh, we went out about 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night, and we were out in the, the woods <laughs> at midnight, <laughs> out in the dark. <laughs> Just our That's really like, smart. Oh, it was fun. I'll tell you, it was very, it really opens up your sense, senses. You oh, hear yeah. a And uh, we had something charge up on us. Um, uh, two, uh, two of the women were packing. Um, it was, it was quite interesting, but uh, yeah, it gets your heart going. And then the, it leaves you wanting more. I, I, I just, it's so addicting. <laughs> It's so addicting. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. And with that, what we'll do is go ahead and take our first break, and we'll be right back with Rosanna. And we back. Welcome back, everybody. And uh, we got some more great stuff coming from Rosanna. And Rosanna, go ahead and take it over. Hi, guys. All right. So I'm going to jump into um, my actual encounter story. So of when I got to lay my eyes on what I believe was Bigfoot. Um, We had gone about to Supernatural Ranch. And when we had gotten called out there, the owner of the ranch, she owns an 80, like a 82, 84 acre horse boarding ranch um, out by Ocala. And on this ranch, she has uh, three large barns. And one of the barns is close to 100 years old. It has um, an apartment that inside of it that they had, that they used for, um, as as an Airbnb. And they rent it out. And um, people would come in there into the Airbnb and they weren't able to stay their full stay. If they were staying for a week, they'd last a couple of days. They're packed up by morning. They were gone. And um, they're really worried because they were relying off of the, the income from this Airbnb for keeping this ranch going. Cause it helped with a lot of the feed and all that. So um, she was really desperate. She had had a lot of strange activity going on on this ranch. Um, for about 12 years since she moved on it. And um, at that time, it was 12 years. And she was just at her wit's end. She was exhausted. She was tired between the paranormal activity, UFO activity, and from what they believe was Bigfoot activity. She just needed some answers. And so she um, called my team in, and I went out there. um, I interviewed her on the phone uh, with one of her... um, Resident. She has a resident out there that leases one of the houses on the property from her. And he has part of his own boarding um, that he does, and he pays her part of the lease kind of thing. And um, so he's the one that's mainly missing out on the income from this, uh, from all this activity. And that's I'll just let you know this activity is still going on. I, I've just gotten updates on this just in the past few days that <laughs> they're still losing people. Oh, wow. So, we need to yeah. go down there. Yeah. So it's this apartment, it's a little kitchen, a little dining room, a little living room. It's all in one. It's like a little studio with a bedroom, with a loft, with a second bed up there, which is like a, a twin bed. And then a bathroom. 
bedroom. It's a beautiful little um, Airbnb. I mean, if you walk into it, you're like, oh man, this is really nice. Um, but it doesn't last long. They, you, you're, you, they let you know right away that you're not welcome. <laughs> so um, we went out there. Um, I've done three, four investigations out on this location, entire weekend staying at the apartment. Um, whenever there was an opening, they'd call me and come in. So bring my team out there. Sometimes I'd go out by myself um, and just and, and investigate with her, the owner, and um, just gathering evidence. And the first night that we were out there, it was raining to beat the band. I mean, it was coming down. Part of my team hadn't made it. They had still working. Um, one was had to stop at the airport and pick up their husband. So I was out there with um, another teammate from another team, um, Kathy Westman, again. <laughs> and we couldn't do our full investigation because we we're waiting for our team to come with, you know, the rest of the equipment. So we, I did some more interviewing. Um, we were still daylight. So we're taking, when the rain let up, we'd go and take a lot of photos and kind of get a, like a, a grasp of the ground. She gave us a tour of the, the 80 some acres, um, on their little golf cart and just so we can kind of see the landscape of it. And it was beautiful, absolutely beautiful equestrian ranch. Mm -hmm. Um, and you wouldn't expect anything like this. But some of the things that they were experiencing in this barn, um, say on the paranormal side of it, that they were getting these um, not drawings, but these glyphs were being shown up on the walls and be like spirals. So it would be like, it looked like graffiti, but it was not with paint. Um, it was like with ash and there was no ash on the property and they don't know. No one knows how it got there. But they, they're still showing up. So she still sends a picture and said, this just showed up on the wall. They have a Is it more like an, a Native American type of art, you know, with the spirals? Like like the Incas, they, they all did spirals. The Tainos also did spirals. So could yeah. it be something similar? I mean, I, I actually have a, a Taino. You're hitting uh, on this. Really hot. You're yeah. really hitting. So this so, was... So it, land this was a seminal land and the land on her property when i researched it i was able to determine that this property actually was um part of an, a, a battleground that had happened um and it was not um civil war it was or type in a, you know battles this was seminoles battling other seminoles and there was like feuding clans in this area and there was a lot of bloodshed on this property Oh, okay. And uh, they, when they were doing mm -hmm. some, con they were doing some construction on the, in this barn. Um, there was the guy who was doing the construction work. He, he he's really good friends with hers, and he had gotten up, up into the rafters and the loft area, and took some pictures of some of the wiring. He was trying to explain to her about some of the wiring, and so he had taken pictures, and there was like five pictures, and he and he brought it down, and um. He, one of the pictures picked up this really weird image and he didn't know what it was. So he just included it and emailed it to her. She didn't know what to make of it. She's like, I don't know if this is anything. She goes, well, I'm going to send it to you. So she sends it to me. And the very first thing I saw was a pen painted Seminole's face. And uh, I was like, you're kidding me, right? <laughs> I'm like, where'd you get this? And she's like, in the wrap of the barn. 
And um, I went online and I'm, I, I, I was literally doing a reverse search on this picture because it was that clear. And I was able to get a picture of a Seminole Indian with the exact same face painting, um, the red and white. And then um, it was like almost wow. triangled up. And we put them side by side and they were almost identical. Oh, wow. And which gave me goosebumps. Now, my husband had come out there with his drone and we wanted him to do a topography uh, view of this area to kind of see if there was any, you know, structures, any mounds or anything that would, you know, kind of um, get a little bit more history on the land. And when he flew, he's like, I want to experiment because I want to take this, the drones through the inside of the barn. And now this barn is one of those long skinny ones with it's all brick on the outside, gorgeous barn, double, you know, door bomb barn, door, um, the double door barn doors, you know, that once a slide. Yeah. Um, and it's about a hundred feet long. And then there's two more doors. Exactly. And um, he flew the drone from one end to the other side on the inside and as he's coming back, it's flying right where those rafters are, right where he took his pictures. And all of a sudden, it just goes, it got batted out of the air and thrown up into the rafters. And we're mm. like, what just happened? That's some really and, powerful energy. Well, yeah, he had a ladder because his drone is still up there, you know, going, you know, kind of like, holy crap, what's, you know, this thing's going to burn up. So he gets up there and it, it, it tore up his drone pretty good. Um, but it hit it with such force. So he was able to repair the drone, went over the property. And it, as he's videoing, you know, there were certain parts of the property where the, the, the picture would go out on the camera. It would stop recording. And so he would pull it back. Yep. So we would bring it back up in the air and would take it across and start recording in those exact same spots that stopped recording. It stopped recording again. Once you get past it, it would turn back on. And we were having such issues of like, okay, this is really strange. So we were marking on a little map, you know, of where these areas were that it was causing this. Um, there was also a spot in the back of the barn where they, no matter what they did, a circle patch of grass would not grow. And they had um, the extension office. They had everybody come out there. They had um, lawn specialists. They had everybody you can imagine to go out there and inspect the soil and do samples and, and, and try, you know, reseed, 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 and nothing will grow in this perfect circle off to the side of the barn. And every time they put one of their horses in the stall that's closest to that, they, it's like, it goes back, back, mm, crazy um <laughs> it's, that poop. It, it's um it doesn't matter what horse that stall and being close to that circle just something agitates and, and every horse will stare out that that window of the the barn at, at that spot and just stares at it and they just they get all excited so they have to pull them out of that stall um especially at night because they don't they're restless in there um, I bet there's a hot silicon in that out there. Pardon? I bet there's a hot silicon uh, right in that soil out there where something has manipulated the the ground itself. 
Yeah, it's it's quite different. Um, and it's is there any electromagnetic fields or anything there if they tested so, for that? Yep, there's. So we, uh, I actually have the. Um, I pulled the plans for the the property to see if there was any underground. Um, wiring or anything like that that would set it off or cause any issues. There's no plumbing. There's no nothing in that spot. Absolutely nothing at all. And it's almost a perfect circle. And it's about the size of hmm, in, in diameter, about six feet in diameter. So it just it's a nice, almost like a perfect circle that just the grass just stays brown. It doesn't green up. It, it'll grow. And then all of a sudden it turns brown and just stays like that in that spot. Um, it almost looks like somebody put a kitty swimming pool down and it, you know, ruined the grass, but that's just how it is. Okay. Um, this property had so much activity on it. It was just astonishing. Um, we had done, um, you might be aware of who RPG is. Um, finding Bigfoot, and he was also in the first episode of the very first um, expedition Bigfoot, Ryan Golomowski. He's mm-hmm. he actually resides in Newport Ritchie, Florida, and um, we had invited him out um, for a night of investigating out at the uh, at the ranch, and um, he came out there, and we did CE fives, we did all kinds of stuff. It was just he was just astonished of how much activity we were getting out there. I mean, we were getting pounding on the walls of the barn, um, in the apartments and whatnot. But the very first night I'm going to jump back to my, I, I'm like a squirrel. So <laughs> he's just going to ring me back in. Okay. That, if you ever listen to one of our podcasts, that's how we do. Yeah. We roll on the place. <laughs> um, when we had done, um, before when, when I was, get back to the part when I was waiting for my team to show up and Kathy was there and it was raining cats and dogs, I kind of jumped over that, but that's the most important part of this entire night. <laughs> um, I was standing at the end of the barn. Um, I went to the end of the barn cause I, I love storms. I love watching the lightning and hearing the thunder and I was waiting for my team to show up. So I was like, Oh, I'll go check out the barn door and see what's going on. And it was dark out and the lightning was flashing and, they have um, a well, big garbage dumpster out there um, about 30, 40 feet away from the barn. Um, and next to that is like um, a paddock out there where they drop off horses. They back up the horses to it. And it's like a, an enclosed paddock, um, a little corral. And then they have a couple little outbuildings that are, open like little stables like um like almost like little mangers where they put hay and extra feed and stuff inside there and then it kind of sits underneath this big giant oak tree and um it's a good distance away but my car was parked um parallel to this garbage dumpster and i drive a um a 2013 lincoln mks and it's bright red and you can see it pretty good we had the light on the barn um on on the outside. So it was flashing. You can see my car very well. It really well. I actually, um, have a picture of where my car was parked. Um, and you can see every detail of it. You can see the dumpster on the other side. And I looked over at my car and something caught my attention by my driver's side. And my driver's side door was 
away from me. So I, I was closest to the passenger side and it was parallel to where I was standing. And I'm, I'm looking like, what is that? And part of my brain knew what I was looking at. The other part didn't want to believe what I was looking at. And I'm looking about <laughs> three and a half feet above my car and I just see this large dark mass and I can see the water bouncing off of it. And I see these amber um, eyes because it's, you know, like when a dog crosses them, um, you know, in, in front of you, your headlights or whatever, and their eyes kind of get that little reflective. That glow. It's like a dark, it was a, a darker amber color. And it's looking at me and it was the, the eyes were wide set. And I can remember the face. Um, I can see the face very well of what I consider was the face because um, I'm very convinced of what I saw. <laughs> the, it was <laughs> charcoaly black and I could see because of the, the light reflection was on it. I could see this area so, so well and I could see how wet and shiny it was and with his eyes and um, everything else was just kind of hanging on him. And he's just standing there, staring right at me. And I was like, no way. This, no. And I'm, I'm frozen and I'm, I'm like, holy crap. I, I, <laughs> I didn't have my phone on me. And I'm like, Kathy, you know, I'm, I'm not wanting to keep my, I'm keeping my eyes on him. I'm like, Kathy, 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 you know. And, and she's tootling down the bar and I'm like, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> what, like, what is it you know like come here please and she comes up she goes what is it and i turn my eyes for just a brief second and i and i as i'm turning i went to go point at what i'm looking at and that quick it was gone it was gone wow and i'm like there was there was i'm like and she's like what <laughs> i said I think I, I think I saw a Bigfoot, and she looks at me. She's like, mm-hmm. "Okay, she's the woman that I found the print with um, prior <laughs> the year before." So for her to not believe me, she was like, mm, "You know," I'm like, I, "I was like, I know what I saw." You know, it was just as plain as day. It wasn't nothing that I could see through. It was it was there, and I saw it in. It, it kind of it took my breath away and I was kind of shocked and I was like okay I was trying to convince myself well maybe I was just imagining it you know maybe maybe I didn't see it but I couldn't stop thinking about it and I just kind of dropped it at that moment I just I just left it at that I was like too scared at that point to go out by my car to see if it was there <laughs> I just like yeah. yeah, that's the safest well, thing to do. Plus the rain. I mean, yeah, the rain's gonna wash any evidence away. So right. Well, yeah. I my team shows up and about three and a half hours after I saw what I saw. Sorry. Um the the other my other teammates were there. I, I have two shamans that were on my team. And um they were going on this, what they call it, um, going on a journey. 
And so they were sitting on the benches on one side of the barn. We had the lights shut off and we had set up some cat balls and some um, REM pods and stuff. Cause we were, we were in paranormal mode and um, sorry, I'm getting messages from <laughs> here on here. Your fans. <laughs> I was like, sorry. Um, we had everything set up for paranormal and I'm sitting on the bench facing them. And I was just kind of going into a meditative space and just kind of drawing my energy, um, just trying to just tune into my surroundings and concentrate my breathing and everything around me. And it's like I can start, you know, welcoming anything in that was um, spiritual. And they were doing the same thing. So when they go on a journey, and I, they can explain it better than I can, um, they go, it's almost like astro... Um, uh, projection. They, they, they go into kind of like a spirit world, almost like a story. So that they, they're, they're looking to get themselves into a place where they can uh, communicate with spirit. And, um, my, my little paranormal balls that I have there, the kind they look like a bobber. They're clear. You may have seen them and you push the button. And if you touch them, they'll like strobe red, white, and blue. And, um, I had them on the ground in different areas throughout the, the barn. And when you have your eyes closed, you know, you, everything's black, but if the, the light shines through, you'll be able to see it. Right. So one of the cat balls started going off and I could see the strobing through my eyelids and I opened up my eyes. And I'm looking, I'm like, Hey guys, so we got, we got activity over here. And as soon as I said that the, the second one further away started going off as well. I'm like, okay, something is, you know, messing around with the balls. And so we're focusing this way towards the end of the, the barn. We're closest to this barn door. And something caught Connie's attention from the other side. And she looked and Connie is, I've, there's, I, she's really hard to scare it takes a lot to shake her up and, and to the point where I've never seen her shook up until this moment. And she stood up and she's, she yells, what the mm is that? And then she yells it again. What the mm is that? And I have a, a riding lawnmower off to the side of me and I, I can't see what she's seeing, but she's looking outside the other barn door and I, I stand up and I, I lunge forward so I can see further down. And she's like taking strides towards the door like what is that you know she's like she's she can't figure out what she saw but she saw something that shook her and um she came on saying she's like it's it's big and it just glided across the grass it's just it's gliding across the gla grass it was this big mass and it was like so she was seeing three different sizes a big tall thing a second you know like a a, a medium size and then a smaller thing and it looked like kind of like a, a big blob going across the, the grass. And um, I have a military light and I grab my light and we take off running. We dash out of the, the barn and we're chasing after this. And I can hear slosh, 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 just like pounding the, through the, the wet grass. But at this time, the, gra the rain had stopped. Um, it was all you could hear was the drops falling from the, the oak tree plopping down into the puddles down below and it's 
it's quiet and we're sloshing through the the water like crazy we go past the the oak tree and i'm shining this military light everywhere and i can't i can't see anything i should i, I could see like a mile with this this flashlight and i couldn't see anything but we could hear it and it suddenly stops and that's when i got a little nervous and went okay there's the, she's still freaking out and she she's <laughs> the words coming out of her mouth i can't repeat but um <laughs> she was shook and she she didn't want to stay she was she's like she was scared at this point she's like oh, she, i can't believe i just ran after something that i didn't know what it was um i'm like but we did <laughs> we were gonna get it um but we couldn't see anything and i couldn't i i had not told her or barbara my other teammate what I had saw earlier that night until after that. And um, we got back into the barn and I said, I want to tell you what I saw tonight. I said, it might validate what you just saw. And um, I said, Kathy was there. And I said, but it disappeared when I went to go show Kathy. And I told him and Connie went, Connie was me the year before. She was a non-believer. She's like, Bigfoot doesn't exist. I'm sorry. She's like, I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I'm a psychic medium. I, I, I would know. <laughs> it wasn't. Well, she didn't. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> like, I, I just had my first encounter. And she said that was a family of Bigfoots. And I'm like, I, I believed every word that she said. And it was like, you can just tell when somebody is saying something to you. You just you feel the honesty coming out of them because it's so convincing that she was shook. She was so shook. And, um, so that we finished That's on how our Harley was last week. What happened last week? Well, well we had a Harley, the, he had an encounter oh. and he, he was really, he was a non-believer. He didn't believe in anything until, and, uh, until he experienced it. And he kept it, what, three years hidden for three years. Yeah. He didn't talk about it to anybody. Yeah. And he he opened up to us about it. And uh, when they started telling him some details about the Bigfoot and we even approached uh, the dog man. And he was completely blown away that he, he had he had no idea. But he had very compelling evidence. He had the, the foot pictures, of photos of the footprint he had a video showing the stride of these of these prints and he had the audio and he also had a picture of a of a tree further away and you can see something leaning out which uh between us three we've been discussing we don't know if it was actually a bigfoot or uh maybe a dogman because you can see ears that protruded out on it it's a oh, wow. really really neat neat photo he had really really good story to tell but he was actually while we were talking to him he started he was shaking yeah because he, he 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 couldn't believe what he was hearing and he's it's like he felt like his his mind was open <clears throat> yeah yeah it's, so it, it was a it changes you it changes you and your heart your yeah. heart goes bitter patter <laughs> it was one thing finding the footprint but then seeing it was like 
I really had to convince myself, you're not crazy. You're, you're, you're seeing this with your own two eyes. And then it was like, who's going to believe me? It's like that meme that, that meme going around where the guy sees Bigfoot. He says, Oh my God, a Bigfoot. Uh, you, they won't believe you. And he's drinking a beer. Yeah. Nobody yeah. will believe you. And I believe yeah. there's many, many people that have had encounters Mm-hmm. And they're just afraid to tell because they'll be made fun of. Re, you know, uh, people will think you're a weirdo. Yeah. I've been a weirdo my whole life. I believed, you know, in I saw things as a kid, and uh, I, I, I'm a believer. In if someone comes and tells me, "Hey, I saw this," I believe you. You know, there's no reason for you to lie. I mean, gonna- you're actually making yourself vulnerable yes it, it's hard for people to come forward um and i'm putting a shameless plug in but um i one thing i didn't mention was i'm with the warren legacy foundation and um which we typically would just deal with paranormal situations and help relieve people of their um hostile haunts or determined to see if there was you know a, a mental issue or something but our, our goal is to help people completely 100% free. Um, we, we don't go and investigate people's homes for um, entertainment value. We go in there to, to help people. And um, I had saw a need for uh, helping people in the um, cryptid, Bigfoot, and the UFO um, side of things. And um, me and um, a, a couple other friends, friends that uh with the warren foundation uh we put together the a new branch of the foundation for ufos and um, cryptids and it's a place where people can safely come and share their experiences or learn more about both um and we're working on right now getting a database of um uh, I don't want to say therapists or counselors, maybe counselors. It's I, I got to make sure I'm putting the right wording into this um, for legality reasons. Just oh yeah, support system. We're looking for support people who have um, expertise in the um, mental health uh, side of things to give people a venue to go um, and have a resource to if they need someone to talk to. And because if you don't have family or friends who will believe you with your story, you can talk to this person. They can help you. Like a therapist. Like a therapist, but to help you um, deal with it. Because some people, it's, you know, for me, it was exciting. Um, but not everybody has that experience. There's a lot of people that it's traumatizing for them um, because it goes against the religious beliefs. It goes against everything that they've been raised in. Some people just have a hard time processing it. So we we wanted to give a venue for people to go and not be ridiculed for sharing their stories. Um, and we have we have zero tolerance if anybody shows anything um, that's going to, you know, put somebody down or degrade somebody for their experience. Um, they're gone. Thankfully, um, since we've started this, it's been a couple months now. Um, we haven't had to deal with that. So, but we're still growing and people are welcome to uh, join us at the Warren Legacy Foundation UFO and Cryptid Forum. And um, our goal is to do um, once or twice a month where, you know, have roundtable events where 
um, people can share their experiences um, and and things like that. So I had to put that plug in there. <laughs> and not a well, problem. And, we're, and we're, everybody needs to. Everybody needs to know that the the Warren Foundation, these are the Warrens that they've made the movies, the Annabelles, the real deal. These are the real deal people. These aren't, eh, we made up a name, Foundation. These are like the real deal people that have been around for 40, 50 years, probably before I was born. Yeah, Um, they paved the way for the paranormal. Yes, they did. Yep, Ed and Lorraine. And they're, they're, they're uh they're in uh they were from New was it New York or Connecticut? Connecticut. That they Connecticut? Okay. Yes. Yeah, they still have the 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 museum there. I I've I've that's one thing I've watched all the YouTube videos about them and all that. Because once you watch that first movie, I went with a friend to watch Annabelle. I don't yep. I'm not into horror movies. I'm not into that. And when I saw that and they said it's based on a true story, I said, I want to find out what the real story is. And it's a lot creepier than any movie can be. Yeah. (laughs) When they made the movies, movies, um, people said, well, the the movies are scary. And they're like, but the, the real thing is scarier. And they're like, well, why didn't you do that version of it? They said, because it would not be appropriate for television it was mm. it, it gets that bad so mm-hmm. oh yeah the, the the hollywood version of it is um entertaining entertainment <laughs> entertainment but it, it gets a lot wilder than that so yes. oh yeah i've seen i've seen and well growing up i've seen the, the poltergeist stuff moving and 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 things like that but seeing what they 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 were actually getting into stuff that was almost demonology they did do demonology yes ed was a demonologist and he was he was uh an exorcist and he was the only only one that wasn't affiliated with the vatican but he still had ties to the vatican yes yeah, they, he was. It's a incredible that they ended up together. They were like the perfect couple because she had an experience as a young person. He did too, but it was different experiences. Yet they both. It was almost like a yin yang thing. They complemented each other mm-hmm. so much. Where he was weak, she was strong, and where she was weak, he was strong. So that was a, that's the the legacy I've I've gathered. Not really knowing anybody personally or anybody like that that that's what the impression i've gotten over the years you know just watching youtube videos about their lives and stuff like that not the not about the investigations they did more about who they were and what they believed and what they were all about and it's it's really neat yeah Uh, they they were all about helping but they've helped yeah yeah, they 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 didn't go out looking for credit or anything. They just went out, and did their thing, and on to the next. At which you know is a a sacrifice. They could have just enjoyed their lives together, and uh, you know just lived on a farm or whatever. But they chose to help to sacrifice and be out there and help anybody. There goes my pen. Yeah, amazing people, absolutely amazing people. So, so it's really grand. neat to hear that they're that you guys are keeping it going. 
Yeah. Their grandson, Chris McKinnell, he had actually been um, uh, on a lot of the um, investigations, a lot of the exorcisms and stuff that uh, they had performed. He started with them um, when he was 16. So he's the grandson, Chris McKinnell. And um, after Ed passed away, they wanted to keep the legacy going. They wanted to continue to help people. And um, Lorraine, you know, was getting past her prime as being able to go out and do this thing. So she wanted to create um, a, a platform of, for people to continue to get help. And she wanted to help people worldwide. And her and Chris put this vision of putting the Warren Legacy Foundation together. And um, it's, I think it's been about four years now since Lorraine has passed. Um, Chris has mediumship abilities as well. And uh, he has frequent visits from Lorraine's. Like she's like micromanaging going, you know, yeah, good job, you know. <laughs> so, puts her nose in, in things and lets her know, I'm here. I'm watching over you and you're doing things fine. So. Yeah, it's we're, it's really exciting to be a part of a wonderful foundation and being able to watch it grow and seeing the different ways that it's, you know, branching off. Um, we are worldwide, so we are still growing. And if anybody is interested, it has um, paranormal experience um, or has something that they can contribute to the foundation, they can go on um, the WarrenLegacyFoundation.com and they can fill out an application on there. And um, if they're chosen, they'll be... Uh, there's an interview process you have to go through, but um, go background checks and whatnot. So they are looking for people all around the world. So anybody has. An yeah. Interest? I mean, you, you let the wrong person in that is a shyster or whatever can damage the reputation of the whole thing. And oh, yeah. this is something that's been being built almost 50, 60 years, you know? Yes. That it's, 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 you know, you can't, you have to protect it. Yeah, we're kind of doing like a version of that. We're trying to help people out. We're you know, we'll go do investigations and try to help you figure out if it really is a ghost or if it's something not a In ghost, whether it be electrical or you know the foundation or whatever. Yeah. And that that and that we're we're going to do the same thing basically as what you guys are doing, but on a much smaller level. <laughs> right. I mean, there's no way we don't have a demonologist or uh, a medium or anybody with us. We're just, we have a Puerto Rican and two fat country guys. Well, one fat country yeah. guy, one skinny country guy. So, well, you don't, you know, I, I, I do own the domain. Some dumb guys. That could be us. <laughs> It's like less than 0.003% of all hauntings are poultry, uh, not poltergeist, but um, demonic. So a lot of people throw the word demonic out there way too easily these days. And um, I think it's, it's more of like people are growing up at church. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's people are lucky to have you. So if you, if you, whenever you find somebody that's generally going out there to help other people, those are the people that you want coming to your home. Um, so keep doing what you're doing. Yep. And people, anybody listening, you heard the website, go to the Warren Foundation, and uh, they probably have a donate button on there. Go ahead and donate. You know, throw yes. a few shekels their way. They're they're doing the good work. Yeah, you know, everything everything is on. Um, um, it's Everybody is offering their services and it's 
it, it takes a little bit <laughs> to do some of these investigations because we, we travel around the world. Chris right now, he is, I believe he's in Colombia right now. Um, There's a lot so of activity he, down there. He travels the world and he's um, doing everything he can to expand this foundation. So it's, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of work that goes into it, but I'm, I'm proud to be a part of it. So that is so awesome. That is awesome. I did get final words for us. Pardon? Does anybody have any final words for us? I did. I did want to share that that night that we saw those um, Bigfoots that that morning, I went out with my cup of coffee at 7.30 in the morning, and I found over two dozen of prints out there where we had chased oh, wow. the Bigfoot. Awesome. It cast one. I casted the one that was right next to my car, so that was my validation. And uh, oh. <laughs> I was so excited. Yeah, that was very exciting. That was 17 and a half inches, 16 and a half inches. I've got the two, wow. two prints. So one in 16 and a half, one 17 and a half. So. Boy. He wasn't. He's yeah. probably a close to a nine-footer. It's, uh, well, yeah, according to the description, <laughs> it looked about that tall above the car. I'd say between well, that, eight and nine, yeah, for sure. That 17-inch wow. track says a lot. And it was wide. His shoulders are wide. All I can remember is how much space he was blocking out of that dumpster. And that dumpster was only like two feet behind him. So he was blocking a large part of it. And that's Kathy. She's like, you just saw the reflection off the garbage dumpster. I'm like, no, I said, he towered like three feet over the dumpster. You know, and those are those big construction dumpsters. So um, it was tall, very tall. Oh, that's a big boy. Wide track, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was huge. The, the track was like, Six six and a half inches, but yeah, it's, oh, it, it's okay. a big one. <laughs> we found uh, the small one. We found cute little prints that are like seven inches um, long, and but the impressions were um, about. Yeah, it's kind of hard to see about. No, it didn't yeah. have much mass on it. Not yeah. not heavy enough. Yeah, it was protected because where it was standing, like right behind the tree. So you can see where the prints were, where he was up against the tree, exact opposite of where we were standing facing them. So they were using that big wide oak tree to hide behind. And then there was handprints. So uh, where he was crouched down, um, I'm assuming it was him because the, the prints were large. I got pictures of them. I shared them on um, our forum. And it's when I stuck my fingers down inside of it because it was in the grass and he, you know, when he's like squatted down, he had all five fingers and it was two sets like oh, this. Wow. And the holes were like that wide, you know, each hole. And when I stuck my fingers in them, I couldn't, I got, I got, I call I got man hands. I got big hands. I got my dad's hands. <laughs> and <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I couldn't touch the ground. And I was pushing my hands as far down into like the pushing the grass down, trying yeah. to find bottom i couldn't i couldn't touch the bottom of the holes now i can put a stick in there and i can finally bottom out on all of them and they were all consistent but you know it's pretty exciting crazy that's why yeah. awesome i could have casted that but we were out of <laughs> we're out of cast it's not cheap either <laughs> There's so much activity that we've gotten out there. 
um, the UFO activity. I got a picture of a uh, spacecraft. I have video of a spacecraft. I've got lots of stuff. We need to get our butts down there. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I can hook you up. Oh, man. Field trip. trip. I got a a hybrid now. I can make it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll share one quick story with you before we get off of here. Yeah, sure. Any, so, any, this is your show. So <laughs> you do your thing. The night that we had RPG with us, we had done the paranormal investigation. And then after that, we did the CE5. And that's when I took the five pictures, right after we we're done. And I, I got the spacecraft. I got it flying into my beam. And then I started taking pictures. And I, I've got an amazing picture and I can share it with y'all. Um, it's just mind blowing. And another guy had gotten the same picture, very similar, um, three and a half months later from the exact same location. I also, oh, wow. I wow. Use so well, I also use aircraft finder. So I make sure that our, our, our sky is free of any kind of, um, uh, crafts that are, right. you know, to be up there um, and make sure that there's no satellites in the area. So I just want to make sure there's no contamination. And we were clear. So that same night, after we finished the CE5, take in mind, I didn't know I got that spaceship picture until the very next day. So when I was going through, oh, I'm like, so awesome. So awesome. <laughs> I'm like, ah. I'm so cool. <laughs> but um, uh, MUFON actually has a copy of that. Uh, picture he was oh, cool. blown away so uh, the gentleman that runs the georgia division of mufon and um that night after that it was about no oh, one o'clock in the morning midnight we decided we were going to go to the other side of the property and do some bigfooting so we wanted to do paranormal to do a trifecta kind of uh evening <laughs> so we went out we had rpg mm. with us um we parked my car um, and he drove in his van cause he was going to leave right afterwards. So I par- parked at this little place, this little park. And, um, it's a place that was supposed to turn into a park, but it's just like vacant lots. It's all trees and stuff. Nothing's happened with it. Um, but that's where Carrie, the, the owner of the property had been seeing some, um, large light anomalies coming from there. And then, um, sounds some whoops and some howls some non-dog or wolf or coyote sounding howls um things that she couldn't explain so we're like okay maybe we got dogmen that we're dealing with or whatever but we were in this area we parked and you have to go through this gate to to go um my car i had my i pulled my backpack out and i stuck that um i, I had that on the trunk pulled that out and we closed the trunk and um when we we drove over there we didn't have my radio on because all of us ladies were in the vehicle and we're talking so i had the radio completely off and we had gotten down into the trees maybe about 100 yards away from my car and um we were sharing stories rpg was talking about his first experience and we're recording all this we have i have everything on on video and um we're sharing the story and RPG was making fun of me. He's like, uh, he had said something to the fact that he was like, I heard your video of your, your, your call. Well, I had done this. I had been on an investigation and my girlfriend has a YouTube channel and she was recording me and I was doing this howler monkey, um, call. (laughs) (laughs) 
in, in the cypress swamp. And um, so I'm like, I'm going to let it out. So I let it out. And as soon as I got them doing the site of this um, call, we got charged by something through the trees. This is broad daylight. We couldn't see it, but we just like, we could see the palms and everything just crashing down, coming towards us. I'm like, okay, do we have hogs coming at us or what? You know, but it got their attention. But they thought it was pretty funny, so they put it on YouTube. And he's like, yeah, I heard that call. He's like, you should do that again. And so I'm like, okay, I got to turn around because if I look at you guys, I'm going to laugh, you know. So I turned my back and I let out this holler. And as soon as I got done, we're like, what is that sound? We followed the sound back to my car. And I'm, we're recording the entire time in my car. <laughs> my trunk is wide open and my front door is locked. And I unlock my door and my radio and all of my lights and all my panel inside my car is on. And it's like, um, it's blaring out music on, it's a, uh, Winds of Change was playing on on the on the radio as loud as could be. Oh, that's cool. And it was like, okay, we're trying to debunk it. How, how did this happen? He's like, well, you got the remote. I'm like, that's my backpack. And my backpack's in the trunk of the car. Um, so, yeah, that's a, uh, nope. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't have happened that way. Uh, it's never happened before. But it had turned music completely up on my car um, to a channel that I, I don't normally listen to. And... Um, but that was that ended our night. That was that was pretty cool. We were out squatching and get some paranormal activity. But that is pretty cool. A little bit of everything all in one. <laughs> it's been fun. It's been we're not going to have you on anymore because of that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't. I can't wait to have you back. It, it's been been a great great time. I've loved meeting you. Uh, you might seem like everybody might think we all know each other. We just we just met today, and uh, I guess George has met you before. You guys, I've talked to her back and forth and stuff. Yeah, yeah. George, George prepared us saying, "Man, she's the real deal. She knows her stuff." And you guys are going to be entertained. So I, I hope <laughs> I everybody. Not my husband, very his entertainment. Yeah. No, we 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 really enjoyed having you. And do you have any any last? Last words, any plugs you want to put out there? No, I have at it there. So, um, I have Florida Paranormal Truth Seekers, which is going to be turning into Georgia, Florida Paranormal Paranormal Truth Seekers. I am planning on um, expanding my team out and and keeping my my gals that I have down in Florida and expanding that team as well, just um, for the sake of research. So, you can call it the Dirty South Research. There you go. There you go. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. my, my not to go out and I, I'm not doing this to, to get famous. I'm not, my goal is I, I'm, I'm seeking for the truth and I want, I'm, I'm the type of person who I just want answers just like anybody else does. And I want to, it's not our jobs to prove that it, it exists, you know, that these life forms exist or don't exist. Um, it's for my own satisfaction and people will make up their own minds when they have their own experiences. So um, mm-hmm. that's one thing I've learned. I stopped trying to convince people that 
um, Bigfoot exists and, and whatnot. So something that everybody has to experience for themselves. I just have to respect that because I was once that one person that I understand. So um, I just kind of shake my head and say, you want to go out with me? Yeah, that that's the best way to for somebody to learn. Yeah. yeah. I've always been a believer, so I, I'm not like most people, I guess. <laughs> that's an understatement. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I'm unique. Yes, you are. <laughs> We're all unique in our own way, right? Yeah. But uh, guys, you got anything to say? What you got, George? I don't have a thing. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed having her here, and uh, I knew you guys would enjoy your stories. She does really well on them, <laughs> even though she says she says she's nervous in front of the camera. So you know, she's uh, my hands all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we do too, but we just don't feel them. bad if she's my ain't said a word because I talk with my hands all the time, anyways. I'm trying to hold onto the bar when I talk. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've thoroughly enjoyed having her here. I uh, like loved having her on the podcast, and she's probably oh, about oh. <laughs> Is it autographed? I put it. No, not yet. She should sure. autograph it. She's the one that has the encounter in it. No, one ninety-five. I think it is. <laughs> she does the page number. Her group. Her group. No, I have that book. Several of them has stories oh, in it. Three hundred nine. Oh, I'll be right back. Okay. Here's my oh. story. See, there it is. And for me, yeah. it was just an honor to put it in there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Where did he go? You you can't keep. Um, did he fall off the chair? He might okay. have. Oh. No. <laughs> oh, oh, he went got the other book. Yeah, I got both of them. I have tell, both tell of them. What page it's on, Rosanna? What's that? Tell him what page it's on. One ninety-five. Three hundred nine. Damn, you got this many pages in this book. <laughs> There's a lot of great information. I've learned a lot from George's book. There's um if if you don't have oh, yeah. George's book yet, you need to go out and get it. You can get it out yeah, of the plug it here real quick down there. Well, thank you very Only much. Only five star reviews though. That's my demand. <laughs> he puts you right at the end of the book. You like hey, the, the best of last, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, you got you got to bring out the big guns at the end. That's it. <laughs> got to finish strong. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I got to actually start it. <laughs> I'm trying to find it so I can mark the page. Three oh nine. Three oh nine. Yep. Hey, yeah. Oh, I guess there's just in England. He has one after me. But... So I got to get you to, to autograph my book, too. <laughs> two famous people. <laughs> I not... a small world. <laughs> I'm more the infamous, not the famous. Yeah. It's your movies that made you infamous. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's for sure. Convention. Uh, we got the Bigfoot Convention, the, the Smoky Mountain in Gatlinburg. That's kind of close to y'all isn't it yeah that's not too far oh yeah very close yeah. very close yeah. to rob a little bit. i'm the furthest out i'm i'm closer to you than i am to them okay well i live right on the border of greenville i mean a border of south carolina north carolina 
Okay. So I get my chemo at Livonia. Okay. Okay. Well, I was. I'm being When is it? About, about two hours. No. When is the the convention? Uh, the I don't think they've announced the one for 2024 yet. They just announced the Ocala, um, Florida um, Bigfoot convention, which is going to be on. June sixth or ninth next year. Um, you get the Bigfoot right convention now, in Marion. Pardon? You get the Bigfoot convention here in Marion. We'll be oh, there at that. You will be. You'll have to see us. Yes, we will. We'll be working with Bigfoot nine one one. Cool. I wasn't invited. You see, see how they treat me, George. You don't need to Eric. You you you're just naturally there anyway. So you just spirit. Grab your suitcase and get your tennis shoes tied and come on. You know you don't need an invite on nothing. You just show up. <laughs> there was a there was a Bigfoot convention in Seneca, South Carolina, right up the street from me, and I found out the day after. So I mentioned it to them, and they're like, "Yeah, we knew about that." And I'm like, <laughs> "You guys, you guys I was tied up. I could have went to it anyway." Well, we don't want to know what what your lady did to you, but but you could have told me. <laughs> well, you know me; I, I'm an Alzheimer's patient. Eric, let's end the show. So yeah, we we need to end the show. <laughs> this has been too much fun. Too much fun. And thank you, Rosanna. We, we, we loved it. And, uh, and hey, if you want to bring one of your friends from, from Ocala on, we'd love to bring them on, both oh, yeah. of y'all. Or they want to come on anytime. We, we, we actually have found that we enjoy having somebody else join us than us three <laughs> together. We, <laughs> we, we tend to have a better time. So we really, really do appreciate you guys. I mean, you being here and I appreciate you guys, Rob, George, brothers from different mothers. Uh, Love you guys. uh, I hope to be up there in Asheville and in Mount Mitchell soon to to, to give you guys a hug around the neck and have a good time. (laughs) So uh, I guess my final word is going to be F you, Alan. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.